Hey family, I'm Trisha Bell. And I'm Daryl Bell. And we're Our Sexual Healing, and we're here to promote a healthy view of sex and marriage and relationships and all of that, um, and also a biblical view. And um, today we are talking about sobriety. Yes, sobriety. And not just like sobriety, like... Oh, you don't you drink alcohol? You don't drink not not that kind of sobriety, but more so like. Well, I think it includes that. Well, too. yes, it does, of course, but yes. it's not. Just that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So yeah, like I feel like it's, um, you know, especially when you're single. Um, we've been trying to make sure that our our single listeners and followers are getting the content they need they need as well but especially when you're single i think the importance of remaining sober is key um i mean it's important when you're when you're married too Mm -hmm. um when we did the seven days of sex uh and prayer challenge one of the one of the posts we did was the drunken love one where Mm -hmm. we talked about um a passage in uh, Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. where he basically says he like commands that you know the husband be uh, led astray or drunk or intoxicated by his love for his spouse, you know, and that's one of the few places um, in the scriptures where it basically endorses something that looks like a sin in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, or specifically with sobriety, anyway, you know, and it, you know, and it's kind of like not what you would expect, but it's it's there, mm-hmm. you know. So um, we got a chance to talk about that, but we wanted to talk about the other side of that as well, mm-hmm. which is the you know the part that talks about just being sober. And so I've never been drunk, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just actually physically being drunk and, you know, so I don't know too much about what that feels like, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, you're not, your, your mind is not like clear, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's fuzzy, you know, it's like you'll have moments of clarity, but then it's like, what's happening, you know, depending mm-hmm. on how you know, how drunk you are. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had a few drunk moments in, in college where, um, specifically the first time I was like really drunk, Mm. um, which again, I guess this is a good example, um, for like just making sure that you are sober, (laughs) um, at all times, especially, you know, just as a believer, so I was, it was like my first week in college or so, maybe the second week or something. And uh, matter of fact, it was my, for my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was turning 18, mind you, <laughs> turning 18 and wow. like a couple people bought bottles of vodka for me. And so I was like, why are y'all buying me bottles? Like, this is not good. But, um, I, you know, I had drank way too much and I don't remember, I I never, I only vomited like twice from being drunk, but I remember being really, really, um, like at first I just thought I was really tipsy, 
But no, nah, I was I was definitely drunk because um, I passed out. And my roommate, she was saying that a couple of guys were trying to like stay in the room with me or take me with them or something like that. And one of the it was a one of our friends, a guy friend, he slept on the bottom bunk with me. I was on the top, he was on the bottom to make sure nobody else nobody like came in to mess with me. Um so um and she she was still there uh, but the fact that like they were looking out for me, you know what I mean, was like I woke up and I was like when she told me that I was like what? You know, like the fact mm. that somebody would even consider, you know, trying to be with me or stay with me to possibly do something they have no business doing with me while I was that drunk because I don't remember like there's there's like it was like a blackout type of thing mm-hmm. um so I don't I don't remember even like going to sleep or getting into the bed or nothing like that so so yeah you know just it's just it's always wise to you know just I mean it's drinking isn't a sin but being mm-hmm. drunk is yeah so you know know your limitations and use wisdom and discernment like mm-hmm don't ever want to be in that type of position, you know? It's just not wise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was young and I was, like I said, just turning 18, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just a prime example of what could happen when you're not sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that brings up something interesting, too. Like, the idea of being, like, underage and, like, um... You know, and it's and it's ironic, too, because, and again, we're... This isn't primarily about drinking, but uh, drinking is like, you know, I think the most relevant form of being, you know, not sober. Um, but like, it's interesting too, because in other countries, like a lot of them will let people drink earlier because they're not as, they're not as irresponsible. Yeah. And (laughs) Um, I think they introduce it early too, like, cause it's, more cultural than yeah. anything. They don't drink to get drunk. They drink yeah. because of the flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or because it's healthy. Like, right. I know, like, and when I went to Poland, it was like, there's, like, culturally, there's no excuse for you to refuse to drink vodka with somebody. Right. Because they're like, it's healthy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you're sick, you should drink vodka. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. They have, like, there's no culturally there's no excuse not to do it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like they'll be offended if they offer you and you just kind of refuse um or at least that's what they told me so that's not my experience i didn't nobody offered me any vodka but um you know but it's like it's just cultural there like that's what you do you drink vodka um so you know and then even like i said we talked about it last time like Mm -hmm. when my grandfather came back from uh france he wanted us to drink wine with our dinner because mm-hmm. that's what they did there. So, um, so you know, I think culturally, uh, a lot of other places is just like, oh, you just have a glass and you're done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, a lot of people who try to advocate for getting drunk and stuff, they'll, they'll point out the Bible as their, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as their, their the apologetic, like, yeah. yo, it's like, well, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus turned water to wine. Like, you know, so, and so again, That's but, so you know, but it does prove our point that, you know, even in the Bible cats were drinking wine and it wasn't, yeah. um, you know, a problem, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't a problem enough for Jesus to say, I'm sorry, you guys can't have wine at this wedding. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. 
Um, and that's not to diss people that don't bring wine oh, to the Oh, yeah, of course. Because some people can't, like, can't, don't want to be tempted, you know, in that way. Yeah. So I get it. Or they got those, those, those few relatives that always take it too far. So. Right. Um, so we get it. Um, but all that to say that, you know, there's that, that possibility of, like, uh, so yeah, my point is that, uh, like, being drunk is one kind of insobriety, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways, I think being too young is also another form of insobriety. Mm. I think um, because I feel like when you're young, like when I think about my kids, right? Um, Levi's eight, mm-hmm. Brooklyn seven, like they're not even even when they're completely sober, mm-hmm. they're not sober enough. To make certain decisions. Absolutely that. Or even enough to pay enough attention to grasp everything I'm telling them at the moment. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they're they're so distracted or caught up or focused on something that's mm-hmm. not happening at the moment. Right. Or, you know, whatever, that they're not, in my mind, sober enough to make certain wise decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I think even youthfulness can be a form of insobriety. Mm. Um, you know, and again, that kind of youthfulness leads to the kind of <laughs> insobriety that says, I'm going to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, um, you know, it's like not having the wisdom to say, you know what, maybe I should stay sober because, you know, whatever, like these, you know, what's going to happen when I get drunk and I can't think and I can't remember stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but also, like, I think, um, I think, I also think about, um, there's a passage in, um, like, people think of Proverbs 31 and they automatically think, you know, oh, yeah, this is the, that's the chapter where, you know, Lemuel's mother gives him wisdom about what kind of wife he should look for. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there's also, like, another part of that where, um, she talks about, like, not getting drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't don't drink strong drink. A mm-hmm. king a king can't make wise decisions when he's drunk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, you know, and like we, you know, we all like, uh, especially in the African American community, we use the term kings and queens often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to refer to each other. Um, and uh, you know, this passage is saying, you know, if you want to be a good king, you can't you can't get drunk. Um, yeah. Stay away from the strong drink. Um, let the poor people drink it so they can forget how poor they are, <laughs> which is a weird passage in itself. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like I yeah. Let, remember that part? Yeah, let, that you part. know what I'm saying. Let the let the cats who are going through stuff let them let them forget how poor they are, or how bad the situation is. But you mm. you you need to maintain sobriety so you can be wise and not pervert judgment. So, mm. um, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it wow, is. okay. It's that's one of them passages I need to meditate on. I know, more. like, huh. Yeah. I don't remember that part, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, indeed. Oh well you were talking about um, you know, the youthfulness being a form of insobriety. Um, like if we relate that to, you know, young people getting into relationships, um, you know, I think there are it's very rare. Um, to see like young couples being sober in a relationship being young too you know what I mean like and when I say young I mean like you know maybe 18 19 20 Mm -hmm. Um, you know we've seen like two couples 
yeah. <laughs> like only two honestly couples who started off in that in that age range mm-hmm. and they both got married um, yeah but they had a lot of accountability mm-hmm. lots of accountability i mean their parents were heavily involved well the other the other couples not necessarily parents were heavily involved but like they had older like people in their lives like people that were discipling them who were very heavily involved um specifically trip and jess i'm thinking about mm-hmm. um you know just like watching them you know just blossom into their their relationship and their marriage um but they were young when they first started dating mm-hmm. so you know it's like i don't want to say that it's it applies to everybody but yeah. um but normally you know we see young people just kind of like being a little wayward. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's yeah. The best so, word to use. so that that kind of leads to the other, the other, one of the other forms of insobriety we wanted to talk about, which is infatuation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, we, I mean, we've talked about it before, so it's not new. But you know, I think this kind of puts a new category for it. But like the idea that like. Like, you'll see these couples, and they're just totally into each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you see them making, like, all these weird mistakes and stuff, and you're like, what are you doing? Mm. Um, Like, they're not thinking properly. And you're just like, you are are just completely caught up. Like, you're not not thinking straight. You're not making wise decisions. Mm -hmm. You're about to, you know, drop out of school or, like, just... Rent, yeah, just foolish stuff. And you're like, yo, this person is not sober. And then, like, you try to tell them, you try to inform them, like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, mm. don't you think you should blah, 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 blah? Or is this actually wise? Or mm-hmm. did you think about the fact that how well do you know this guy? What's right. his last name? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. uh, what, you know, what's going on? Yeah. And they're just kind of like, but no, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't matter. It's me and him against the world. Foolish. And, you know, <laughs> and I love him and he loves me. I know I know it's only been two weeks, but... But you know what? I think, too, I, and I'll, I'll say this about some women. Um, and I, like I said, some women, not, a lot, not everybody, but a lot of women sometimes are more, I guess, infatuated or... You know, just, yeah, infatuated over the idea of just being married. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they don't consider all the things that they should consider when, you know, like, considering a husband, you know. Um, so I think I think that definitely applies to that type of situation. You know, sometimes just wanting, wanting to be married, you'll overlook stuff you ain't got no business overlooking mm-hmm. you know just for the sake of being married yeah. it's like girl it's not worth it trust nah. me it's not worth it mm-hmm. yeah 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 we've seen that we've seen that a few times yeah it's like yo like what are you thinking um and then, or they end up divorced and or not happy or whatever you know this it's a a slew of things that happen you know mm-hmm. because they went into the marriage with the wrong intentions and yeah yeah it's all bad um and another thing that kind of leads to that is the emotional intimacy that you know kind of sparks off like early in the relationship 
telling way too much information about each other. Like, no boundaries, just, like, just letting it all just go. Like just vom- emotional vomiting. Yes. Or is that is that <laughs> like you just you just spilling all your baggage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The first day y'all talk and yeah. y'all on the phone for nine to ten hours, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Oh my gosh, the conversation was just so dope. I was just telling him my whole life story. I mean he told me a little bit too, but I was just telling him everything. Mm-hmm. Or or he was telling everything too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna put I ain't gonna put my my girls out there like that because it'd be y'all men too. Yeah. Men be doing the most, and mm-hmm. so it just like creates this premature emotional tie to mm-hmm. one another. When it's like, okay, we ain't even together. I just met you. You ain't made no type of commitment to me yet. Yeah, I know your entire life story. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta stop that, doing that, y'all. Yeah, and it comes with that false sense of like intimacy and commitment, yeah. and like you know, and again, and it's like real surfacey. It's like you Very. know a lot of information, right? So you think you know the person, right? But you don't know the person, right? Like you know exactly. what I'm saying? You you read the biography, but exactly. you but you haven't spent time, like you Someone. know what I'm saying? Like so, French. like. So again, you have this false sense of oh, I just feel like I know I've known you forever. Ever, and I know. Yeah, it's just been you know. It's I just, just feel so close to him. Yeah, you know. And then after that, he ain't like yeah. He and then he starts. Then they start doing stuff that you're like confused about. And you're like, I thought I knew you, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like why? Why haven't you called me? Yeah, like I I thought we were. It's like nobody told you. <laughs> ain't that. nobody said nothing about nothing. He ain't uh-huh. made no commitments. Yeah, he said what his intentions were, none of that. Mm-hmm. But yet you all sprung yeah. and infatuated and intoxicated by this dude who ain't, yeah. you know, said a word to you. I don't know if I've said this before, but it's like it's like when you get like a hundred piece puzzle, mm-hmm. and then like you get like you you have this idea of what you think the picture looks like because you've put together. Like maybe a good 10, 20 pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have not put, you do not have the whole picture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no idea. that's what infatuation does. Infatuation makes you feel like these 20 pieces tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> and, you that's know, good, babe. and, you know, and so, but then when like more pieces start falling into place, you're like, wait, hold up. <laughs> this is wait, not. I thought, I thought it was the White House. This looks like a gazebo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like what is what is this? I thought right. I thought we was I thought it was Paris, but this just looks like Detroit. Yeah, like, I thought, <laughs> that's that's not that's not the Eiffel Tower. That's the art. Not to clown this, Detroit. This I'm not be... clowning Detroit, y'all. I'm I'm sorry. I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a big difference. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's like I thought it was the Eiffel Tower, but it's really the Ark. It's St. Louis. <laughs> so like, what's going on? So like, oh, Lord um, Jesus. So Help yeah, it's like So yeah, so it's so important <laughs> to get the whole picture. And that's the importance of being sober, like yeah. being able to catch the whole picture and not be lost in the sauce like, "Oh, I got enough. I think I got I got enough. I, I know them." Yeah. You know. So. And I think too the the passage in um in the uh is it probably oh no, it's in, is it in Song of Solomon? Don't awaken love before it's time. Oh yes, that is yeah. Song of Solomon. Um like don't like really, like y'all gotta apply that for real because 
I think I think that's why a lot of relationships, you know, don't pan out well is because, you know, again, just that premature emotional tie and connection. And then it's like, oh, I'm just, I've awakened the love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, did he even say he was feeling you like that? Like, nope. they just getting to know you, mm-hmm. you know, or even for the guy. I don't know how y'all guys be, but. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's. So with guys, it's more so about the sex. The sex is right. what does the, right. the the intoxicating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like for usually, at least again, this is not for everybody, right. but you know, usually that's the case. Generally like, speaking, we'll we'll do the emotional download mm-hmm. just to make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And again, sometimes it's not even intentional. Right. It's not like we right. intentionally go into a relationship like, oh, maybe if I. If I talk to her enough, eventually she'll let her guard down and then blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, you know, but, you know, it's just that's the way it works, though. Yeah. We, we talk enough with you, start feeling comfortable, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we've, we've, we're at that level now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're at the level of intimacy where the physical should follow what's already emotionally in place. Right. Instead of both following what's already been verbally communicated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a commitment level that warrants this kind of, this level of intimacy. Right. Because so, um, I, I often, I know for me, I've often been in situations where it's like, oh, okay, well, I feel so close. Oh, we should, we should like spend some time together. Because again, it's that false sense of this like emotional oneness, right? Mm-hmm. That happens so like like we say all the time, you hit, when that emotional oneness begins, naturally the physical oneness wants Tries to happen, to follow, yeah. right? So you know after that you hanging with dude tough, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just you and him because you're thinking, oh I feel so close to him, and now y'all chilling by yourselves, and then next thing you know y'all doing a do like mm-hmm. so it's so important to be um, to be guarded like. Just mentally and like even with your heart, um, just guard yourself. Like be prayed up when you know mm-hmm. you're feeling somebody, and you know somebody, the guy. I'm, and I'm speaking to women because I can only speak from a woman's point of view. Well, I can't only speak from it, but just just saying for my women out there, like because we're more, um, we tend to be more vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? So I just. I'm just saying, like, be careful with how you move. You know, if you know you like somebody and the guy's showing interest, it's always good to, like, tell your sisters, like, you know, get your own accountability crew together. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So you can, like, report back and they can check on you. You know, just so you, like, you want to live the way God wants you to live and holy and, um, you know, obedient to what God has called you to. And, to keep yourself from from stepping over the boundaries you set for yourself. Well, first of all, you have to set boundaries for yourself. That's number one. Okay, we uh-huh. talked about boundaries a couple of episodes ago. If you ain't hear, if you didn't hear that, go check that out. Okay, and then come mm. back to this. But um, if you haven't set up those boundaries for yourself, then you know moving forward it's gonna be difficult. But once you have those boundaries set. Get your crew, you know what I'm saying, your accountability crew together. And then, you know, just be prayerful and be careful in the way that you, like, move forward with this dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I think, too, sometimes, like, I know I've gotten caught up with 
a dude who just was like, oh, he's a good conversation starter. Um, and con- good conversation is great, you know, but if he's, for one, if he's not a believer or has any interest in God, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you're wasting yeah. your time. Like, mm-hmm. just stop. Um, just stop, because you will get yourself all the way caught up. Yeah, especially, <laughs> and then this kind of leads to another form of insobiety, especially if it's really late. Listen. Because when you're late, when it's late and you're sleepy, you're not, you're not sober. Nope. When like being tired is almost as bad as being drunk. I think, I think. Studies have shown. Yeah, studies have shown they're pretty similar. Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just as easily die on the, on the road driving drunk as you can dying on the, die on the road driving while sleeping. So, or sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah. Um. So, you know, uh, so they're very much the same and it's not, and it doesn't just apply to when you're driving. Mm-hmm. It applies to like relationships and mm-hmm. stuff as well. Um, and me he, and Daryl had to have a cutoff uh-huh. time when, when we would talk like what, 10 o'clock, yeah, probably 10, 11. We probably, yeah, probably went to 11. 11. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, cause it was just like, no, I'm not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say stuff I'm not supposed to say. Exactly. Your guard goes down. It's, you know, again, it's just like... Y'all know. Don't, it's just like being y'all drunk. Y'all know. Like, you know how, like, you know, they always talk about how, like, you always tell the truth when you're drunk. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's being sleepy same. is almost the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, you say stuff and you're just like, oh, my bad. Did I say that? Like, you know what I'm right. saying? It's like, like... You need to get off the I phone I and to go, go to, to bed. Exactly. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> Um, exactly, you know, and like you just get comfortable, and you know it's just not good. So it's it's definitely a form of insobriety. Um, Most definitely, yeah. Again, and you don't want to mix them. <laughs> you don't want to mix the different forms of insobriety I at the know. same time. Like being infatuated and being sleepy when it's late, and like you're doing emotional like you know just just (laughs) vomiting on each other just like you know oh this is my whole life story Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's late and i'm telling too much truth and i'm sleepy and it's 11 o'clock at night and i should be sleeping because i need to wake up early for work in the morning but i don't care because i love Mm -hmm. you You well i feel like i feel like we got a lot in common like it's just oh my gosh he's he's just like me mm-hmm. oh my gosh he understands mm-hmm. because he like, can say uh huh uh-huh. right <laughs> all the way caught up don't do it uh-huh. don't do it yeah don't do it so <laughs> and don't be caught up in the car too y'all talking and chilling nah don't do that either mm-hmm. y'all like if you're getting to know a person like just get to know them and I'm and I know that that's like not easy like to do but it, it can be you know what I'm saying it can be if you're just getting to know a person just get to know them like hang with them in public places you ain't gotta be chilling as one on one you know and nobody's around like yeah. you know you can get to know a person in group settings too like we always recommend group settings even though that might not always be possible depending on your age and all that stuff but like those are good ways to get to know people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And watching how they interact with other people is so good because it's like, okay, well, he ain't just one way with me, and then another way with other when other people come around. Like you can get you can get to study that person, you know, um, in in the midst of a group. So 
Yeah. Yeah, you wanna you wanna see your potential spouse in their natural habitat. Exactly. Not, not in these created like these like artificial like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like going on a date is like going to the zoo. <laughs> 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 because it's like this isn't really where they live, you know? Or you know what? My bad. That's not even a good example. It's more like going to SeaWorld. You know what I'm saying? What? It's like, all right, if you really oh, want to see, listen, all right, listen. So it's like, <laughs> if you want to see a killer whale, like act like a killer whale, uh-huh. you need to go to the ocean. Oh yeah. You don't need to go to go to SeaWorld and see, you know, Shamu interacting with the the trainers and like catching fish and swimming around in a pool and doing tricks like that's not that's not what a killer whale is you know what i'm saying they got a little and then they got like all these little stuffed animals where he's smiling and stuff and he looks all cute and cuddly i mean he's a killer whale i think we were all fooled by sea world until (laughs) that documentary came out exactly yeah blackfish yo that joint yeah. I was like, wait a minute, huh? Yeah, exactly. Oh, they kill how many people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's what dating is. Crazy. That's what dating is. Yeah, dating definitely. is I'm going to take this killer whale out of its natural <laughs> habitat and we're gonna Yo, go play games and have crazy. fun. And, and I'm going to make them do tricks. You know what I'm saying? And, re- and they're going to mm-hmm. act like they're cute and cuddly and they're going to sell me a stuffed animal and they're going to make me believe that they're really like nice that's and crazy. friendly. And then I'm going to get home and then I'm going to watch Blackfish and I'm going to find out. <laughs> Who snap, they really I, are. I, I married a killer whale. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Yo, that's crazy. So, yeah. That's a great example, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all but, better be careful out here for real. Like, you don't want to... You don't want to, cause pe- people put on masks when it's just you and them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you put on your best self, mm-hmm. you know. And I get it. I mean, that's natural. It's a natural thing to do. But I think that's like when you're getting to know somebody, like it should be in like an, in the most natural way possible. You know what I mean? Like, don't I? I, I and it's not one way to do it. You know what I'm saying? We're just giving some ways that you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, just. I think sometimes when we do a one-on-one, like, oh, I'm just getting to know you, but it's just me and you doing coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes it too, it it puts too much pressure on what's happening. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, is he going to like me or is she going to like me? Like, yeah. like, what does he think about me? Like, it shouldn't yeah. even be all that. Like, just get to know somebody naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, yeah, there's, like, pressure to perform. Yeah, like. And, like, you know. It's just not. That's just not always the best situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it ends up being like that anyway. But, yeah. you know, I just, we've just seen it done different ways. And, like, I think that way is one way that's, like, really dope to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. But, again, that's just a one way. Yeah. There are other ways that are good. And, you know, the Lord is sovereign. So he'll create, you know, situations that, you know, just like, um what's their names um elizabeth uh what's her last name you know uh, esso did the song about her oh yeah um, passion and purity yeah elizabeth uh, what um, is her last name i just told yo, you yo passion and purity that's my elizabeth book elliot. Elizabeth, elizabeth elliot the elliots weren't they just pen pals weren't they just writing to each other at first 
because I, I know this story. I don't want to be mixing it up because there's. An, I feel like there's another story similar to that. <laughs> but I think it's Elizabeth Elliot. Y'all, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's either Elizabeth and and um, Jim or another couple that I read about where they were just like pen pals, like they were just writing each other because I guess they got introduced for, for through mutual friends or something like that, mm-hmm. and like just through letters and just like meeting somewhere down the line like they end up getting married like what i'm not trying to well, how am i going to get to know you through a dang on letter i ain't even seen you like or they, maybe you sent pictures but still that ain't enough for me mm-hmm. like i need to see you or like yeah. you know but yeah. i mean stuff like that is possible you know i mean that's old school but yeah we've we've seen people doing it online i guess that would be the like yeah. <laughs> the we updated got, we got, version. We got friends that met on Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they married with kids and everything. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. So, but I yeah. mean, so it's totally possible. I think, it um, is possible. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, and they say that like a large percentage of people that are together today meet through online dating. You know what I'm saying? So it's so crazy to me. It is. It it is. It, it, it like, does seem crazy when you're when you're in that middle gen like that generation between the online dating generation and yeah. the like and the like who are you for real for real right. generation. Like it's weird seeing like you know it's weird seeing people kind of moving away from. A more personal interaction because like it's yeah it's and this is kind of random but <laughs> part of the conversation but it's it is interesting now that i'm thinking about it like how we kind of moved from like you know the generation that was kind of like oh we can do arranged marriages and oh, you yeah. know like you know we kind of moved away from that mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like uh you know like, there was a lot of movies that came out that were, like, flashbacks to those times. Mm-hmm. But the character had a very current mindset, mindset like, coming to America. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know my wife right. first. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. I want to pick the person. I want to fall in love mm-hmm. first. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of movies that kind of have that narrative of, yeah. um, my parents arranged for me to marry this guy, but I don't even like him. And mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like... You know, kind of like bashing that culture for mm. kind of like, you know, like not letting me know my spouse first. Um, yeah. But then we move to now and it's like we kind of will accept whatever the computer will tell us about this person. It's still kind of like an arranged situation to yeah. an extent. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. But it's... But I mean, it's unless still, you're... But like, you see, you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like, they're kind of like... Like, we, we moved away from not having personal interaction with somebody and yeah. getting to know them. Two, like, like, not doing that, and then we're moving back into mm-hmm. it by this like, kind form. of like letting the computer interpret who that yeah. person is for us yeah. instead of us like actually like getting to know the person. Like, it's weird. It's just like married at first sight. Married at first sight is arranged marriage, mm-hmm. but you're letting experts pick your spouse. Yeah, like I do. I love. I so I, I love that. Like we that love show. that. Sh- well, I love that show. Yeah, um, because it's like. It, it's it's really a dope it's like a dope picture of like just like if you commit yourself to this thing it doesn't matter like what like who the person is you don't know them you're getting married to them but you've committed yourself to this person that you don't know mm-hmm. and you know they give them like what I forget eight 
12 weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. to get to know one another. And then at the end of it, if they want to get divorced, they do. If they don't, then they continue on with the marriage. Um, And a lot of them, I haven't seen the latest one, but, and I I missed the last season, but the last, you know, the first couple of seasons that I watched, like a lot of them were like, oh no, like I want to, I want to work this out. I mean, there Mm -hmm. were a lot that were like terrible, terrible, terrible. (laughs) Um, But just seeing the process um, of people like really committing themselves to being with a stranger Mm -hmm. and getting to know these people. And even though sometimes they'll be like, okay, I'm not going to rush into, um, uh, consummating. consummating the marriage because I don't know this person. You know, some of them consummate that night, like, mm. which is crazy to me. Yeah. Because um, they have all this chemistry at the wedding, but then they end up getting divorced. Like, so there's, so there's a whole bunch of different types of situations, but I just enjoy, like, watching the process of, like, mm. how they're going through, like, um, conflicts and, you know, it's like, I'm, you're a complete stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like, literally changing my whole life for a stranger yeah. because I committed myself to you, um, yeah. which I think is so dope. Um, yeah, it is. But, you know, it's, you got to definitely be, like, ready for that thing because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I, just seeing some of the divorces and, like, where some of them are now and, mm-hmm. you know, how some of the people who said they were going to commit and they don't commit because yeah. they're like, oh, I'm not physically attracted mm-hmm. or they just not my type. Mm-hmm. And you just, like ghosts emotionally yeah and the other person's like wait i'm trying here like i don't know what you want me to do like we got like eight more weeks yeah exactly Um, so yeah that that kind of goes back to the sobriety topic like like making that decision like Mm -hmm. fully aware of like and i think that's the only difference between an arranged marriage Mm -hmm. and you know somebody who gets to know their spouse first is is being like sober enough, like informed enough mm-hmm. to 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 count the cost. Yeah. To be able to make the decision. Like cuz I think you can make the decision without counting the cost. Right. And still be just as committed to it. But I think some people make that decision without counting the cost. Yeah. And because they didn't count the cost, they changed their minds because they they realized it's not what they thought it was going to be. Exactly. Like they don't they don't take into account all the variations of factors right. that play into it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because again, like I, because you know, again, those arranged marriages used to work back then. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? There like wasn't no divorcing and none of that. Nah, you know what they I'm saying? Together. So I mean, of course, they might not have been as happy as somebody else. I don't yeah. know. But chances they might have been, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We don't know. Yeah. Um, because I think it's less about whether or not the chemistry is there mm-hmm. and more about whether they're committed and willing to compromise and willing mm-hmm. to do what it takes to make things work. You know what I'm saying? I think any couple could really work together. Um, you know, and that's more of a debate about, you know, there's, there's other people who debate about whether God chooses people for each other and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's both and like, I think... Yeah. I think God can choose somebody for you and I think it could work out with whoever. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think God is sovereign and he's involved in every detail of things. But I also think that, you know, just if you choose somebody like, you know, if, if whoever you chose, like that's and you get married, mm-hmm. that's who God chose exactly. for you. Because exactly. y'all married now. God wants y'all. Right. God doesn't <laughs> like divorce. So right. there it is. You right. know what I'm saying? But. You know, so but um, but again, it's about having the sobriety to make that that choice and to stick to it. So, yeah. um, 
Now, another thing, kind of switching gears a little bit, um, you know, I also wanted to talk about, I mean, I, I almost don't feel like talking about drugs just because I feel like... <laughs> we already kind of... Yeah, we, we kind of included it with the alcohol. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's interesting to me how today's culture seems to be oh, so much more true. infatuated with with drugs, weed specifically. Um, Christians be smoking weed out here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, and again, I think I think when weed is compared to other other drugs, so to speak, I mean, I I feel like it's not as bad as it's been told us told to us that it is but it is still it does still have its you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah it, like you're not sober like yeah, exactly you're still like, not sober i've been high <laughs> a lot of times okay mm-hmm. and like yeah there's levels to it but you're still not in your you're not sober mm-hmm. like you're not sober so i mean i know some people do it for specific reasons yeah. or you know, where they take certain types of um, cannabis forms for specific ailments, which is different than smoking. Like, yeah, it's very, very different. There's no but, THC in some Exactly. No, it's very different. So, um, but you know, like, I think you just got to be careful. Like, yeah. and I, you know, I don't agree with anybody smoking weed, um, you know, as a believer, like, because. Again, like yeah, just the, the Bible tells us to not be drunk. Tells us to be sober. <laughs> to be sober, yep. right? So and it's weird too. I was looking at it recently, and it's like there's a lot of passages that tell us to be sober. Yeah, like be sober minded. You know, be sober because of this. Be sober for that. Um, so it's not just like a, oh, because again, like I think a lot of times people look at the scriptures and they're trying <laughs> to find. Where does it say I can't smoke weed? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, it doesn't say that. The Bible says God gave us all the green things for us to consume and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like, it no. also said that the weeds came from the curse. <laughs> mm, oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, the, you have to you show know, that so, one. you know, and again, like, that's part of the curse. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he gave God the ground to tell it and everything to take care of it. And then he said, well, because of, you know, because you sin or whatever, now the earth is going to bring forth bring forth thorns and thistles and blah 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 so it's like okay well that that stuff wasn't always there so mm-hmm. um but either way that's kind of besides the point but i'm, I'm but again like you know cannabis does have medicinal value so you know it, it's if it's to be used it's to be used that way right <laughs> not, exactly not not, re- not recreationally so that you can not be sober but, right and that's yeah. all we're saying you know like just be sober. This mm-hmm. is <laughs> period. And so, like, so this is the this is kind of my one of my last kind of f- final points. But, um, so I, I think I think when we look at sobriety, we should look at it as like a gift that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my fears, like. One of the things I've always been afraid of is not being in control. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason I'm, I've never been drunk. It's the reason that I've never been high. Um, <laughs> it's like it's it's motivated me to maintain control, like self control. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's another thing too. Self control is a gift. Is a you know a fruit, fruit of the, of the spirit. spirit. <laughs> like how are you gonna yeah. just bypass the gift of the spirit by like smoking weed? Or, you know whatever. Either way. Yeah. Um. So like, if God wants you to be have self control, I want to be. I want to have self control because I just don't like the idea. Like when I would when I would drive for Lyft and I would take a nap in my car mm. I would have nightmares of the car rolling backwards oh, yeah. <laughs> and not being able to stop it yeah. in time you, you know what I'm that. saying like yeah. and it's this weird feeling in the dream because like I know that if I was actually driving the car yeah I could easily hit the brake and the car is gonna stop right but in my dream it's like it's like I'm falling backwards mm-hmm. and I just I just can't hit yeah. the brake. Like I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just so busy falling that I just you know and I yeah. hate and I don't like that lack of control. And it's yeah. not like and again it wouldn't be it's not like I had this dream once. Yeah. I had this dream numerous times <laughs> because it's just a personal fear of mine. I don't like the idea of not being in control. Mm-hmm. Um so I think when we think of sobriety, like we need to think of it as a gift. Like it's a, it's something that God has given us. We are in our right mind so we can make the right decision about stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people who are, who have disabilities mm-hmm. or, you know, they've been in an accident and they're in a state where they can't make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they can't make wise decisions. Their minds don't function the right way. And like, but we've been given the gift of being able to process information and think and make wise decisions. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, it's just important to own our sobriety. Um, and, and I think with that comes like, um, you know, we've been talking about like molestation and stuff like that. And, um, even specifically because you've experienced this as well, like Mm -hmm. I think about, um, when you were, um, raped in college, um, mm-hmm. by somebody who drugged you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think about like, so like with, with insobriety comes the, you know, when you sacrifice your sobriety and, and I'm saying this in contrast to your situation mm-hmm. because, you know, somebody gave you a drink, you didn't know what was in it. Mm-hmm. You didn't even have... You only had, like, a few sips. Yeah, it wasn't even a full And then you were incapacitated. Yeah. Um, So, like, I think your situation is very different. But I think for the person who's at a party getting drunk um, and, um, you know, somebody takes advantage of that um, and rapes them or, you know... Uh, does something else without consent, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, or just, they just mm-hmm. end up in some crazy situation, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I forget the, the series of movies that came out, um, Hangover, <laughs> where they just yeah. wake up somewhere and they're like, what happened? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so because I, because I've always taken my self-control, my control of my body as a gift, I've always looked at that and said, why would you give up your sobriety? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you willingly sacrifice your sobriety and just throw your hit yourself into the hands of, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it, and I think that's what further per- perplexes it for me. Like the sense of, 
I'm just gonna get drunk and I'm you know I might not remember what happens after that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I don't know how I'm going to act mm-hmm. I don't know what my friends are gonna do mm-hmm. I don't know if there's some perv dude out there trying to trying to take advantage of me while I'm drunk or mm-hmm. some perv girl out there I don't know I don't know if that ever happens mm-hmm. but it probably does mm-hmm. um you know I don't know if that stuff's gonna happen but who cares mm-hmm. let's get drunk mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um, or if you just make the assumption like, oh, I'm going to get drunk, but my friends are going to have my back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they don't. Yeah. Um, or they do, but they're not, they're mad at you now because they had to leave the party early. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, but I think, I think with that, and again, and I'm going to, and I'm going to make this, you know, as clear as I can, because I know that, you know, there's a contingent of people that are going to assume that, um, I don't, I don't mean this part, but, um, you know, if that does happen where somebody takes advantage of somebody because they're drunk, you know, when, you know, a lot of times the first thing they do is like, well, why were you drunk or what, what were you wearing mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. There's that victim blaming mm-hmm. that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I do think that, I mean, of course, I, I know and we all know, hopefully we all know that the person who did the assaulting or the molesting or whatever mm-hmm. That person is at fault. Absolutely. Most of all, right? Right. But I do think there also has to be some responsibility when you take, you know, because I know for me, like, whenever I look at a situation between me and you, Mm -hmm. right? You know, even if what you do is obviously wrong, I still look at myself and say, what did I do wrong? You know what I'm saying? Um, Like, what could I have done differently Mm-hmm. Um, because regardless of whether or not your wrong is more wrong than my wrong, mm-hmm. God still looks at my heart and knows that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't look at you before he judges me and say, well, it's okay because what Trish did was so much more wrong than what you did. Mm-hmm. He doesn't grade me on a curve. So mm-hmm. I know that I need to look at my own heart first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if, again, in my perspective, my sin is really, really small mm-hmm. and your sin is really, really big. You know what I'm saying? I still have sin to confess, period. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And um, with that in mind, I think it's important for for all of us to kind of like consider the fact that, yo, when I'm getting drunk, when I'm not sober, I have to own up at least, not to everything that happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that people that got molested when they're drunk should own up to the fact that they got raped and that's their fault. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Right. What I am saying, though, is that, you know, unless somebody drugged you, when you got drunk, you were getting drunk. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you made a decision to get drunk and to hand over your control to whoever. It's like signing over the rights Mm -hmm. to you, (laughs) your body. You know what I'm saying? Almost. Um, You're basically kind of giving license to you know the the situation the elements the party the the drugs mm-hmm. like the whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's so important to own that and to say you know what i'm not going to you know i'm not going to sign over my sobriety and hand it over to you know something else mm-hmm. um and i'm going to ma- maintain control of my body so that i can make those wise decisions yeah. in case somebody tries to take advantage in case Somebody needs a ride home in case mm-hmm. I need to get home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like there's so much that can happen, especially like because most people don't get drunk in the middle of the day. 
Um, most people get drunk at night mm-hmm. when all kinds of other bad things happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's fights and, you know, all kinds of junk. So, um, so it's, again, so I think it's just mad important that cats kind of own sobriety. Because I feel like our culture, we kind of like, oh, you know, we were just partying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got drunk, no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but it's like, wait, hold up, bro. Like, no, like, especially if you can't remember how you got home. You know what I'm saying? It's That's like scary. It, it is scary. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like for some people, it's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just cool with that. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, you know, but that's just what we do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got my homies. And when I get drunk, they got my back. And they make sure I get home straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but, you know, again, like, you don't, you like, you don't know, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, so I just wanted to put that out there. Because I feel like a lot of times, and again, I think the other thing is that, like, um, and like kind of like with the Me Too movement, there's such an emphasis on the wrongness of the the rapist or the, you know, antagonist of, of whatever nature. Um, and and again, once again, just to be clear, I'm not saying that the victim should take the blame for what this other person mm-hmm. did. But I do think that the responsibility that they do own, they should own. And that, and that would be just the the lack of ability to make wise decisions at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, yeah. Um, like, you know, that's how you avoid situations like that. And again, not to say that every time if you're not drunk, you're gonna avoid getting raped. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's just like you said earlier. It's just a matter of like just utilizing self-control because mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't think it's wise to just be getting drunk just to get drunk like yeah like you said like you just you sacrifice that self-control and you, you kind of like you said give license to whatever um yeah and, and at the same time you know it's like no one should even take ever take advantage of of that fact either even if that does happen they still should not take advantage of that mm-hmm. you know do whatever they want so yeah you know it's like it's both and um yeah that's a hard that's hard though yeah it is especially hard. like you know just just having that kind of conversation with somebody who has who's been assaulted or you know experienced something like that you know of course you, that's not like that wouldn't be the first thing you want to bring up anyway because it's not, not like nah that's not what's like important right now what's important is that you get healing from the trauma that's happened mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know so like and I was thinking about this story of the girl um, <laughs> the swimmer the guy the swimmer guy I forget what school he was at was it like Columbia or something he was like a, a swimmer white boy he got off remember he raped the girl oh, she was completely yeah, completely yeah. out of it yeah. like she didn't even know it was her that got raped until mm-hmm. like yeah days later or something yeah um it's crazy so like you know like stuff like that is like oh my gosh like you know and I think she might have been drugged I, I don't know I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure I think she said she was just drinking cause it was a bunch of kids they were all younger than her so she just, you know, figured she'd be fine. She was with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow she was, like, passed out. Mm-hmm. And he just took advantage of that. But, you know, just just even in settings like that, you know, just being aware, you know, just, just being aware. 
like just be careful be wise like don't don't you know like you said don't get drunk you know and 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 give over give license to whatever like whatever mm. can happen can happen like no nah, it's not wisdom you know yeah yeah no it's so not. yeah and i think <sighs> yeah. and this is and i think this is and again i'm not a big tyler perry movie fan mm-hmm. <laughs> but one of the few things i took from what was the name of that movie for color girls uh where the the counselor of some sort, psychologist, whatever, was talking to the woman whose kids were thrown out the window. Jesus. Again, that it was scene, like it man. was a crazy scene mm-mm, mm-mm, and I was mm-mm. just like, yo, this is like like this is that like and this is kind of a side note, but like with like those kind of like dramatic um African American movies, like there's always that kind of like how can I one up the dramatic yeah. nature of it on the next one and right. I feel like that was the pinnacle of it oh, for yeah. Tyler no, Perry was crazy. it was just like what he just let go of the kids it was just like crazy right but and there was a scene after that where the, she's talking you know the the mother of those kids mm-hmm. is talking to a psychologist and the psychologist is like you need to own up to the fact that you never should have trusted that man with your kids period and it was just kind of like that part hit me like, oh, snap. Like, she just lost the kids. Why is she telling her that? Mm-hmm. But I was like, but was, at the same time, I was like, but she's right, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's what it's kind of like when you're talking to somebody who may be going through a situation like that where they got raped while they were mm-hmm. drunk. Like, and again, they weren't drugged. They just chose to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And then that's what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's like, no, it's not your fault that you got drunk. I mean that you got raped, mm-hmm. but you do have to own up to the fact that like you were drunk and that 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 disabled you from being able to say no and mm-hmm. make wise decisions or yeah. fight this dude or you know whatever you needed mm-hmm. to do or could have done to get away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and again, it's and that's not to make those people feel guilty. It's just to you know, like bring reality to the table. Like yo, right. like. You may not have been able to avoid it at mm-hmm. all, but you don't know because you were drunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and again, we're not just talking about alcohol here. Mm-hmm. Let me kind of bring it full circle. Like all of these things. Yeah. Infatuation, drugs, sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, these light, late night conversations, being sleepy tired like all these things have the potential to rob you of your ability to make wise decisions at at the moment you know what i'm saying so again so we're not just saying stay sober stay away from alcohol Mm -hmm. we're also saying stay away from the bad relationships right don't don't allow sex into your relationship too early mm-hmm. um, where you're not wise and you're doing stuff because it's you're just you just you just vision. want some you know right. what I'm saying <laughs> cloudy vision and all that right like avoid all those things that are gonna keep you from being wise and sober yeah. you know what I'm saying tether your romance to some real wisdom some real mm-hmm. people some some reality <laughs> right so that you can um, you know so that you can prosper and not end up you know in a ditch somewhere so so dang babe <laughs> sheesh yeah i mean i mean again that this is because again like i mean you're R, right you know and not to bring up r kelly again because i'm i'm tired of the conversation but he's yes, he's made himself Lord. the example of what what <laughs> what happens 
But he's not using drugs to to bring these women in. No. He's using infatuation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's using sex to bring them in. Yep. You know? And in, in some of these women were like, the sex wasn't even that amazing mm. the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt degrading. It felt, you know, like whatever. But it wasn't. But they still stick around yep. because they think they're infatuated with his fame. Mm-hmm. And just the, the aura of, oh, he's R. Kelly and blah, 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 blah. So... You know, but again, it's that infatuation. You yeah. think you know this person because you've heard his music, right? And you you've watched his videos, and you think you know him, so you're gonna stick around. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Because you're in love with who you think he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so again, so stop stop beating up on these women who are stuck with R. Kelly because you do the same thing with home dude down the block. Ooh. <laughs> so <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You caught up in the infatuation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think we've said it all today. Yes. Yes. Um, We've we've said it all. It's late and I'm tired, guys. (laughs) You might hear it in my voice. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. I know I hope, you know, we really like to talk about controversial stuff too because we like, not just because, not for the sake of like talking about controversial. Yeah, not, not at all. But, just, you know, hitting on points that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, mm-hmm. in the Christian community. So, um, we're sparking conversation. Like, leave a comment um, in our DM or you can email us or um, Facebook uh, Facebook Messenger. Like, we're available on all those platforms, Instagram, all of that. So, you or know. Or you can comment through Anchor, I believe, also. Can, oh, yeah. Leave... Don't we have? Don't they have a new uh, situation where people can call in? Yeah, like you can call in and say stuff. And how do they call in, babe? I'm not sure, but I'm sure <laughs> we're it's gonna on, figure it out. It's, it's on the Anchor app. If you have the Anchor app, I believe, then you can you can do that. So yeah, and we can we can actually play it on the podcast and then comment about it or whatever. So if you got questions or you just got something you want to say. Um, you know, hit us up through the Anchor app and you might show up on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. So yeah, just call in or like I said, leave a message. Um, send us messages if you have questions, concerns, um, anything. Yep. Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Peace. Stay sober.